Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. We're back, baby. It's the Charity Stripe. Pitch your free throws because they are free. Fisher to stop was DJ Nikki Snacks. Kreider is off looking at wedding venues. As you know, he is engaged. Shout out to him and his future family. Very exciting stuff. Toss and I, big hoops heads. You guys know that. But we've been a little mum on the NBA. We've been very heavy baseball through the summer. Obviously, very heavy NFL through the initial fall Guess what? Basketball right around the corner. Huge trade going down this week. Damian Lillard, formerly of the Portland Trailblazers, for most of our entire lives, honestly, for a really good chunk of our own, our whole adulthood and a lot of us growing up, he was the face of Portland Trailblazers basketball. He's going to the Milwaukee Bucks, heading to Wisconsin. He's joining Giannis over there. He'll be the number two, moving Middleton to the number three. Middleton's now Catwoman or Alfred, depending on how you want to look at the Batman symbolism over there in the NBA. The Blazers get Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, who is a rookie out of Belgium. 2029 first-round pick from the Bucks and a Bucks pick swap. The Phoenix Suns are involved in the deal. Blazers getting Aiton, Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. The first three guys from the Blazers, Grayson Allen from the Bucks, are going to the Phoenix Suns. I gave the grade because, Toss, I think you're going to be a little bit different than I am. So I'll tell you the grades I gave. And then I'll mm-hmm. uh, the letter grades. I gave an A- minus to the Bucks, um, as we had discussed kind of off air. As good as Drew Holiday is, Damian Lillard is an upgrade, especially in the offensive side of the ball. Adds a huge, huge dynamic for the Bucs that they maybe didn't have or a little too reliant on Brooke Lopez uh, to shoot that three ball in the playoffs. Um, so I really love what they did. I like what the Blazers did. I gave that a B plus. You know, I maybe a, li- a little too high, but I, I still think Aiton's solid. Like he- he's a good basketball player. He's not an all star. He's not worthy of the first overall pick, but he's still a starting center in the NBA. He's still very good. He's young still, so it's good fit for the team for right now. They get a pick probably a little too far down the line for me, and they get Drew Holiday, who we all think they're going to move. So we'll see what they get back for him. Assuming they get something back solid because he was an all-star last year. I give that a B plus. I give the Suns a B. I couldn't decide B plus, B minus. I went B. I was kind of in the middle on that, hence the B grade. I like that they got the depth. They needed the depth. That was our biggest, you know, poo-poo on them, you know, heading into the season. They get four capable bodies, maybe not Keon Johnson as much, but Grace and Allen surely will fit into the rotation. Nurkic and Nasir Little hopefully will get placed some kind of minutes for them. Um, but I give it a B because still they didn't do anything to address their biggest need, in my personal opinion, or two biggest needs, quite frankly. They didn't get a point guard in the deal, and they're still a little bit thin in the front court for my liking. So those are my letter grades. The only thing I'd probably change now that I'm speaking this out loud to you will be the Suns moving to a B minus. So T dot Tisopolis, basketball extraordinaire aficionado. The floor is yours, my friend. So an A minus for the Milwaukee Bucks, a B plus for the Portland Trailblazers, and a B a B turned into a B minus for the Phoenix Suns. I actually think I I don't know if I'm exactly the same letter grade. Oh wow! Um, I, the A minus 
with the Milwaukee Bucks, but I certainly understand your gradings. Um, and I don't have too much of a refute with any of them. The Milwaukee Bucks, I'm just interested to see if they make any other moves. I'm looking at their roster now. Um, obviously, they have Giannis. You know, they picked up Malik Beasley um, in the offseason. Marjan Beauchamp will be going into his second year. Pat Connaughton, Jay Crowder, Goran Dragic, Myers Leonard, not going to crack the rotation. Of course, Damian Lillard, Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis. So I think that's, they have Robin Lopez as well, but he probably won't get many minutes. Um, but Bobby, Chris, Brooke, guy. Dame, Goran, Jay, Pat, Marjan, Malik Beasley, Giannis. That's 10 guys. I mean, I didn't mention Thanasis and I didn't mention some of the other players on the roster. I'm really just thinking about who are we playing in the rotation when we get to the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. we, we fell short last year. <clears throat> we know that Giannis was hurt in the first round and that had something to do with it. Although they played the Miami heat who ended up going all the way to the NBA finals. Um, so not to say that the bucks would have won that series. If Giannis was healthy, he wasn't, that's the reality of the situation. Um, I think by default, by nature of who Damian Lillard is, by how revered he is, by what he looked like before they shut him down in Portland last year because of the abdominal injury, um, you have to give them the A-. minus. You have to consider it a slight upgrade over Drew Holiday. You posted, essentially, your your grades on the Charity Stripe Instagram, and I think one member uh, who, who loves to talk sports with us uh, one member of the TCS fan club said that Drew Holiday actually was bad last year. Uh, Geo from New York. I just want to say that Drew Holiday has been an all-star twice. And one was very early in his career. And then the other time was last year. He had arguably one of his best years of his career. Um, one of the consistent things that you and I both said towards the finish of that season for the Bucks was that Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday were playing some of the best basketball we had ever seen them play. Um, Giannis had come out two weeks ago when he went on the 48 minutes pod and he was, uh, he, he was praising and basically saying how much he loved playing with Drew holiday. I'm not surprised. The guy is an absolute dog. He gets after it on the defensive side of the ball. Um, the offense comes in spurts, right? It's not consistently 24 points a game, but he has those nights where he scores 30 plus and he has other nights where he's a little quieter and scores between 16 and 20. That's just the type of player he is on the offensive side. His main emphasis point as a NBA basketball player is locking down the best guard of the other player mm. um, or of the other team rather. So I'm with the a minus there. I, I give them extra credit because it seems like it's a move that could potentially keep Giannis in Milwaukee. So for that reason, it's a very, very important move. Damian Lillard's contract is bad. It is a bad contract. It gets way, 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 way too much money, especially in year three. I think we're north of $60 million. So they will lose some of that flexibility. If Chris Middleton can't return to the form that he had prior to the injuries, I'm a little shaky on the rest of the production offensively from this team. Losing Grayson Allen, uh, that hurts them. I, I Part of me is just looking at this being like, would you rather have Damian Lillard or would you rather have Drew Holiday and Grayson Allen if you're the Milwaukee Bucks? And I think if you look at it that way, it's a little bit closer than just comparing Drew Holiday to Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard is a better player than Drew Holiday. Um, I agree. Can I ask a couple questions? Because you bring up a lot of good points. Because yeah. I, I know you want to get to the other grades, but yeah, yeah, yeah. you got a lot of good stuff in here. Um, on the margin of Beauchamp, Beauchamp uh, 
They took him 24th last year in the 2022 draft. I thought it was a bit of a, not head scratcher. It was just an interesting pick considering where that franchise was and hindsight 2020, uh, you know, and Andrew Nimhard would have been a better pick for that franchise in the win in the, in the win now situation yeah. when first pick in the second round, but you list, I like Beauchamp and, by the way, yeah, I like Beauchamp Beauchamp. should, he should improve that you have to play with the mindset that you're in. I always say this, like you have to play with the mindset that your young guys are going to improve. Like part of the Celtics quote unquote rising, uh, in recent years was not going out and getting a guy, but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum taking those steps up. Um, yeah. And then I, I think you make a really good point about the Grayson Allen situation. I think he's a very underrated basketball player. And I think, you know, someone commented on the TikTok we posted, we've been posting this stuff everywhere, uh, that the, you know, Blazers would have been better off getting Middleton, which I, you know, off of your point and, and in my mind, I don't, I don't necessarily think that's the case because we don't know, we don't know where Middleton's at right now. I com- I completely disagree with that take and we can, we can move it to the next team with that. If Chris Middleton, look, Drew Holiday is likely going to get traded by the Blazers. Sure. I think if anyone deserves a higher grade than the one that you gave them, it's the Blazers because what they ended up doing is they got a big man that they can play and can be a part of their core, their young core that they have yes. in DeAndre Ayton, a new change of scenery, no longer being coached by Monty Williams, being coached by Chauncey Billups, a guy who had a more illustrious career in the NBA than Monty Williams. No offense, but hopefully that's a guy that he can connect with and, and get the best out of him. I'm, I'm hopeful because I know that DeAndre Aiden is that talented, certainly a better basketball player in my mind than Yusuf Nurkic, especially as a two-way player. They get Drew Holiday, who is a viable trade candidate for a multitude of teams in the NBA. As soon as that trade happened, almost bigger news than, than Damian Lillard going somewhere, which you know a lot of people thought Toronto, a lot of people thought, um, of course, Miami for the longest time over the summer was, okay, where's Drew Holiday going now? So they essentially shipped off Damian Lillard to bring in DeAndre Aiden. Okay, the picks, I agree with you. Like maybe we could have gotten a little bit more, but they're about to flip Drew Holiday now for even more. And, and whatever that package ends up being, I can guarantee you that DeAndre Aiden plus the picks plus what they get for Drew Holiday will be better than the Tyler Hero Miami Heat package that we had been, you know, over and over and over and over again had been just inundated with throughout the offseason. So, to me, the Blazers, I think they made an excellent move here by standing pat and making sure that they got the best offer for themselves. So I almost would bump them up a little bit because I know that another offer is coming for them. Um, and I, I just, this is, these are the type of moves that you have to make when you want to rebuild your franchise. And, yes. and right, like we've been well, they- wanting them to do something like this for the longest time. And, and I finally feel like they're doing it in the right way. Yeah. And I think part of my B plus. And then we'll get to your sons. Uh, glad we saved them for last for you. Uh, <laughs> you hit us with a not safe for work response uh, on our group text with our buddy Brando. Um, but I think maybe part of my letter grading is in the sense that the buck, the, the Blazers should have made this move a couple years ago. So sure. it could sure. have been a higher grade and they get a slight demerit for it, maybe too little, too late. But again, like I think we're both on the same page as DeAndre Ayton, who slots in, in the timeline. The pick's not in the timeline that they received from the Bucks, but they can go get a, something in the timeline. Like the Celtics are being mentioned in the Drew Holiday deal. The Celtics have every one of their picks plus Golden State's protected pick next year. That's only one through four, which yeah. they're going to get. So 
the Celtics have done a really excellent job of also when the media and everybody's trying to pressure them to make a serious move of standing pat and keeping control of their picks. Uh, if if it's Drew Holiday they would want with a Brogdon swap in mind, you could work a three-team deal, move Brogdon to another contender because I don't think he also fits what the Blazers are doing. And more picks, a, near, a closer pick goes from the Celtics to the Blazers and the Blazers, whoever that third team could be. I'll let you throw one out and let your mind ruminate um, who could get Brogdon or maybe not, uh, honestly. You know, again, Brogdon injured. I mean, they're just the- essentially playing 2K at that point, but I don't mind it if you're in rebuilding. But that's stage. what I'm trying. You have to, like, yeah. you, that if you're, like you're saying, they're in the rebuilding stage. Like right now, what do they have? They've signed Simons to a contract. The, the con- and forget what the contract is. All these contracts are crazy. You've taken Scoot Henderson. You have Shaden Sharp. Those are your three. And now you have DeAndre Ayton, whose contract is a little heavy right now, but in two years' time, it's going to be light. That's the yeah. way the NBA works. Right. And you've just signed Jeremy Grant. So honestly, your starting five isn't like terrible. No, it's not bad, right? It's like no. solid. Like you'll be in games. You should be. And with Simon's now kind of getting into his, almost like his second phase of his career, right? And Aiden yeah. already being in that second phase. And Jeremy Grant at this point, um, you know, part of what got him to this contract was how he played as the number one uh, option in Detroit when he was there, like he can take some of the load off from Sharp and and Scoot Henderson and let them, you know, let them make mistakes. But at the end of the game, like, sure, you want Scoot to fire off those shots, you want him to get those those reps in, but you have other options with Simons and, and Grant if you want to like close games out and have them kind of take over late. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm dude, I'm really with it for the Blazers. Um, I didn't expect to feel this good about their roster and about their outlook for the next three to four years. Also want to mention, like I brought up that Damian Lillard contract. Okay. Maybe that keeps Giannis there for one more of his contracts, but I expect that he'll probably have one more supermax after that. Um, and at that point, like if he leaves, leaves the bucks, if they both are gone, right. Because I think at that point, Damian Lillard 36, 37, do they even want to keep him around at that point? Are they able to, does he want to go somewhere else and close out his career in a really big market? Cause he's Damian Lillard. I don't know. Um, that pick could end up being good. That mm-hmm. could end up being a relatively high pick. I, you trust that the, the Bucks organization will probably figure out a way to stay relevant and to stay in the mix, but you don't know. Um, and, and you, you have to take chances with, with stuff like this, but I, I also say the thing about Dame, like going to a big market. I mean, he dropped farewell his like Dame Dalla song on, on Apple music and title, like within, you know, four hours after being traded. So clearly he was just kind of sitting on this. He knew it was happening. Um, no surprise there, but yeah, I mean, anything else you want to add on, on just the, the blazer side of things. I'm just trying to find a partner in this, in my three team deal. Um, but I, 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 you know, I think that you bring up a really interesting point. Like you don't know, yeah, it's down the line, but you don't know what that Bucks pick could be in 2029. Like if they don't have Giannis, if they don't like you, we want to think that the Bucks organization could do a good job. They've done a good job since Giannis has risen to superstardom. But prior to that, they were kind of a middling franchise. Yeah. The one other thing I want to add just to dip my toes back in the Bucks water here is that they have a new head coach. And mm. while Damian Lillard is a better player than Drew Holiday, he has not played with Giannis Antetokounmpo yet. Mm. And they had a really interesting dynamic where when Giannis was on the court, it was his ball, right? It was it was his decision to make. It was his job to generate the offense. They didn't really run that much of a two-man game with, with Giannis and Drew. At times, yes. 
I'll look for them to do that a lot more with Giannis and Damian Lillard in a pick and roll and a pick and pop. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see how Middleton fits into that. Like schematically things will be slightly different. And so there are adjustments that have to be made. There is time for things to kind of, to ruminate, to get, to get better, to grow. And like, you wouldn't have had that if you had kept Drew Holiday on this team. So I'm not necessarily going to knock them again because Damian Lillard, like you have a closer now, a true closer, one of the best closers in the NBA, Dame time, right? We know what he can do at the end of a game. Um, and, and that's the difference maker. And that's kind of been like a tipping point, I think, at least the way that we've looked at the Bucks in, in Eastern Conference series and Eastern Conference semis. Like, is Giannis the guy in the last two and a half minutes that you really want? Or would you rather have Jason Tatum? Or would you rather have Joel Embiid? Or would you rather mm. have even James Harden? Like, in the playoffs, probably not James Harden, but but those guys can create Maybe one game of a series, like his best game you'll take. Right. But that's about it. I and I think that you would rather have Damian Lillard maybe than over all of those guys, right? Jimmy Butler is probably another guy who I should have. Well, you, you have a shot, like you, right. like a literal physical shot. And you bring the two man game is an excellent point because you bring it up from Giannis's perspective with Drew Holiday. But when was the last time we really saw Damian with like a true big man two man game with like Aldridge and his like second and like third year career and not maybe even like. like Right, like Nurkic before he got hurt like five times, right? Like it's I'm not even counting that. Like and 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 Aldridge, who is a great I we obviously love Aldridge, hook him horns, but he's more of a pig and pop type threat. You're really not dealing with as much of a threat going to the basket as Giannis is, who's probably like one of the all time biggest threats with a head of steam going to the basket ten feet out on the run. Like yeah. The, your offense totally it just opens everything up a little bit more. Yes, Grayson Allen's a good shooter. Yes, Drew Holiday put up fifty plus. He put up fifty. You're gonna tell me he's a little washed this year. He put up fifty one points this year. Did he not? Right. So yeah. like he offensively he's strong, but Middleton I think it takes some pressure off of Middleton offensively. And Damian Lillard is it, both these guys can score thirty points per game, which is frightening. Um, from the yeah. Suns though, I'll let you finish off this uh, top so you- second with the Suns. Yeah. Yeah, so you gave him a B minus. I think I appreciated you acknowledging that Keon Johnson, while they have gotten depth by by bringing in Grayson Allen, um, Keon Johnson has not played much in the NBA. Like I, I think he could become a role player for a team down the line. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get on this Suns team. Um, mm-hmm. Nods Little has had more experience. He obviously plays a different position. He's a versatile defender, not a great shooter, um, but he rebounds pretty well for his size. And like I said, he's, he's a versatile defender. He can kind of guard maybe two through four um, tough time against the five, but I, I like what he, what he's done. I've always liked him coming out of UNC. Yeah. But we, he's our kind of guy. Yeah. But Nurkic is no way to sugarcoat it. He's washed. He's, I just sent, I just said, how, how many different times has he been hurt? Right. He's good when he's on the, yeah, I know. I'm with he you. Is, like maybe- he is defensively. He is a worse player than Deandre Ayton. And, while he's I the under- worst player, he's straight up just the worst player. He's he's yeah. significantly worse on offense. He's significantly worse on defense. But he's a bit of a traffic cone out there defensively. If you if you get a switch with a, a competent guard, they're gonna get past him. And then you're relying if you have Kevin Durant out there at the four uh, on him being your help side defender. And Kevin Durant is a phenomenal defender, but you obviously want most of his effort and energy spent on the offensive side. Okay, they've got Bradley Beal, they've got Devin Booker, they've got Kevin Durant. But I still look at the West and I see Nikola Jokic there and I see Anthony Davis and I see, you know, let's see if the Timberwolves can make a jump. Anthony Edwards played really great in the FIBA World Championships. They hold on to Carl Anthony Towns. 
you know, can he stay healthy and can he be a factor this year? Jaron Jackson um, Jr. I'm lo- sorry, I'm looking. Jaron Jackson Yeah, Jaron Jackson Jr. who is like watching Dirk highlights and tape from the 2011 finals. I guess he's never seen it before. Yeah. Sabonis. No, no, no crap. Jaron Jackson Jr. The guy is a Hall of Famer, 20, top 20 player of all time. You should study his game. Like Sabonis. Sabonis, who, you know, left a little bit to be desired, but you know, he can Sabonis, bang in the paint. He can bang in the paint. He's he can a, score. He's, he's a better player than Aiton. Of course. And, and he's something that you have to deal with defensively. So I put that all out there to say, I don't think much changed from the weaknesses on this team. Yes, they have a little bit more depth now, but if they can't protect the paint and teams can get easy buckets on them in the playoffs, I still have the same gripes and moans about this team that I that I had before they made this deal. Yeah, my my grade is hearing I am going further and further down the line cuz like what could you have gotten from Indiana? From eight, like could you Here's the deal. If you're the Phoenix Suns and you're competing for a title, we know Buddy Heald might be on the move, right? That was something I think you had thrown. I'd seen you throw out on Twitter. Or, or all over the, it's all over the place at this point. Yeah. yeah. So Buddy Heald's probably going to be on the move at some point. Well, the Lakers are one of the top destinations. Sometimes a good offense is a good defense in the trade market. You could have hopefully moved DeAndre Ayton to Indiana, a place he signed the offer sheet with, try to get some size or something back, or at least gotten Buddy Heald and continue to get shooting right off the bench which is yeah. something they could yeah. you could always use more of and you prevent the potential of the Lakers getting a guy like that. So I don't right. think they necessarily got enough like if I told you Aiton was traded for all four of those guys he'd be kind of like eh like you know that scene where like Ryan Gosling's in the big short I know you know because you and we've watched it a plethora of times recently or at least the trailer where he's like these triple a bonds or these a bonds, whatever have become like, they're just B bonds and C bonds that are st- pi- packed up piles of crap that look like a bonds. I think that's yeah. a pretty, you know what I'm talking about? Right. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of what this is. It's like when you offer somebody in fantasy football, which we'll get into in a second, four guys for one guy, but it's like a bag of bolts. Like that's almost what the sun's got. So I don't know. Well, I think they could have gotten yeah. more for eight. And, and I don't know if they necessarily find the help they, they needed. Here's the here's another thing that I'll mention. Okay, so they're bigs right now. They now that they have Nurkic, they also have Drew Eubanks who played in Portland as well. Those guys know each other. They have Chemezi Metu who they got who they they got from the Kings, who's more of a four as opposed to a five. Um, Eubanks is a true five, and then they've got Bol Bol. Guess what? He's not a true five even with his size. They have Yudoka Azubuki who started his career in Utah, but that guy's not going to touch the court in a playoff in a playoff matchup. Okay, so you have two bodies, Nurkic and Eubanks, that you can throw at Jokic if if you're taking that team down, which you have to think about. The team won the finals last year. Their team, outside of Bruce Brown and and who else? Who else did they lose? They lose anyone else? I, I don't think so. I mean, not of uh, not of consequence, right? Like no. they have Gordon, they have Murray, they have Michael Porter Jr., they have Nikola Jokic, and that's what's really important. Um, and I think Michael Porter Jr. will will look even better this year than he did last year. And I think Jamal Murray the same thing for him. I just get a little hesitant to put all of my chips on the table for a team that loses consistency and rapport. And that's what you're doing, right? You take out Aiden, even just by the nature of this is no, no new news, but like I said the same thing with Damian Lillard and Giannis teaming up, right? There is something that they have to get over that they have to come together and and push past. They also have a new head coach, Adrian Griffin. What I didn't mention, he's a defensive-minded head coach, not an offensive-minded head coach. I think that's important. Frank Vogel, defensive-minded head coach, okay. 
you're doing that because your Achilles heel will be the defense. And that's why you brought him in. He's coached teams with stars before, but I, I don't see them throwing big bodies at Jokic being the answer. Okay. We have two, three guys that we can throw out there and we have depth and we're just going to be able to outscore you. Like Booker Beal and Kevin Durant are all going to have to average 25 plus. They've never played together before. Not the three of them. It's been Booker and Durant. Not very long. Have they played together? Those two guys. And now you're going to tell me Beal's going to get in there and know exactly where to be on the court and exactly what to do with the ball in his hands. By the way, running the point for the first time. Even if it's Booker, if it's Booker running the point for the first time, for the like, first time, like he's done, right, he's done it. I just I he's think about the ball up, but he's not the I, one. I keep thinking about the World Championships and and how much of a role Brandon Ingram started with and how much of a role he finished with because he mm. didn't know what to do as a tertiary scorer, as a quaternary scorer. Like the, Bradley Beal has not been that guy. He's been the number two guy behind John Wall or the number one guy. He's not used to it. And it's just, there's an adjustment period. So maybe next year it'll look great, right? And you have all three of those guys for multiple years. But this year, it's not. And when you when you cut your timeline, because you're not giving yourself the allowance of time to, to mesh and build a team together in that chemistry, like then the three-year window is not really a three-year window. It's a two-year window mm. or it's a one-year window. And then you get health involved. Like it's just a lot of risk for a new owner for a new head coach and I can't that's why I can't put my chips I can't push him in not on don't, this I, I'm taking mine out if I, I don't think it's a lot of the casino but I'm doing it anyway like it, it gives Mets vibes it gives New York's Mets vibes like that's what it gives like honestly like and, and with the new Clippers owner vibes Brooklyn Nets yeah vibes, but I, yeah, like, I was gonna bring up the Clippers though they have Plumley, they have Zubach and they have Plumley. like like they're gonna get they are gonna body the Suns yeah they're gonna body the Suns. Oh, like, I'd much like, rather have that be my two big men that I'm throwing out at Jokic or whoever, as opposed to Nurkic and Chimazi Metu and Drew Eubanks. Yeah, Eubanks, who I think is a fine player. It's just we're talking about Nikola Jokic, the best basketball player on the planet. Anthony Davis, when he's right, one of the top seven, eight best basketball players on the planet. Yeah, I, I mean, y'all. I don't know about y'all because li- Lively's young, but like, I still would probably have like I don't know, maybe not you guys, but. Grizzlies have a better front court for sure. Spurs now do. The Pelicans do for sure. With Valanciunas, like that's yep. better. Like the Clippers, yes. Like the Lakers, yes. The Kings, yes. Wolves, definitely. They've put all their eggs in that basket. If Chet Holmgren's playing and he's healthy, yeah. Oh, by the way, Walker Kessler was a steal of the draft last year. I know the Warriors go a little smaller, but would you rather have Yusuf Nurkic or Kevon Looney? Loon. And Draymond, <laughs> so, and Draymond Green, Luna. Draymond yeah, Green. I mean, where are we at with this team? Like they, they don't have a point guard still. They got more depth. Okay, that's like where the B minus short came in. But they don't have a front court. They don't have a point guard. They just have three scores. Who, by the way, two of which kind of had some injury issues. One of which is coming off his worst season in a long time. Bradley Beal. Yeah, they've not played together. Like I, I'm with you. Like I don't. I have more. I this is a really hot take. I have more faith in in your hometown guy coaching up the Memphis Grizzlies without John ja Morant in the few games he's missing, coaching them up with the addition of Marcus Smart to a place where they are a higher seed than the Phoenix Suns. 
Yeah. I, look, anything can happen in the regular season. And, and, you know, the Utah Jazz know that best, better than anyone, the Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell version of them. But when I look at a team and when they're starting five, presumably the best defenders on the court will be Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and Josh Akogi, if, if Akogi's starting, is a really good defender. I don't like that those are the guys that I'm also asking to score 25 plus points from, right? At a certain point in four series, four playoff series, you lose their defense, right? Because they're attacking them every possession. That's what, that's what people do when they play the maps. That's what, that's what NBA smart NBA coaches do in any matchup. You have to, if the, if the best player on the court is trying to score 30 plus points per game, and that gives that team the best chance of winning, we're going to attack that guy on defense. And now you're asking Booker and Kevin Durant to they that they have to be those defenders because the rest of the team can't defend up to that level. They need to be that good of caliber of defenders. And I just it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a a winning uh, recipe in in my mind. But of course like I'm happy to eat my words. I mean there look I'm excited to watch the Suns play cuz you know me I love watching Devin Booker and Kevin Durant play basketball and get buckets. They're two of the best scorers in the game right now. Yeah. KD averaged 30 points per game in the Western Conference semifinals versus the Denver Nuggets, and they lost. Yeah. He was pretty great, and they lost, man. They are not in a position where they could take down the Nuggets. Yo, And the thing about Jokic is not going to see his peak either. He's gotten better and better each season. Like all, all things considered, like hindsight 2020, it was voter fatigue. He should have three-peated. He's the best player in the world last year. Yeah. I don't know if I'm con- – and, and and you know what? Oh, we'll just get to the final. We'll just get to the playoffs and see what happens. No, dude. Like you, you want – like every home court was tough. Like you don't think the Warriors, yeah, they got by the Sacramento Kings. You don't think that was a tough place for them to go and play last year? That series went deep. That series, I believe, went to seven, if I'm not mistaken. Dude. And that place looked loud through the yeah. TV. The beam. should have went to one of those games. The beam. We definitely yeah. should have. We should have ridden up north to, to watch the beam. I'm just the saying, dude, like, these, it's not like, oh, all right, we'll just get there. No, that doesn't work anymore. You can't just get there. You want home court. You want that advantage. Yeah, I think – It matters. You certainly want home court advantage in the NBA playoffs. Um, I'm interested to see what your C's do. I think if the Heat make the move to go get Drew Holiday, I, I mentioned this in the group text. Like, I think that if they have Drew and Bam and Jimmy and Eric Spolstra, and you guys have your squad that you currently have, and, and the Bucks kind of stand pat now that they have Dame, maybe they pick up another rotation role player. Um, I'm sure all three of those teams will be making moves at the deadlines to try and get buyout guys, et cetera. Sure. I think it's kind of a three headed horse race at the top of the Eastern conference. Like I don't think that them getting day makes them the clear cut favorite in the East. Y'all are there. Y'all exist. And maybe the, I mean, if KP plays like we have Christoph's Perzingis, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Yeah. All guys that are really top tier offensive players and big for their positions. And yeah. I bet you, I here's my take on this whole Drew Holiday situation. I think the I think there is a fire on the bridge between the Miami Heat and the Portland Trailblazers. I do not think the vibe between those franchises are good right now. I can't imagine that the Blazers, who rebuffed the Miami Heat for so long, could turn around and be like, "All right, well now we have Drew Holiday, who's a 
a lesser version. We all know that it's just been exemplified and everyone knows that around the league. We have a lesser version of a, of a, of a number one guard. Now will we, will you give us the package you're willing to give us for Dame? And they're going to be like, no, Pat Riley, Pat Riley is not like, he doesn't play like that. He doesn't play softball. Like, so my prediction would probably be drew holiday to the Sixers. I'm curious to see if the Knicks get involved. I don't necessarily think they have to, or should they have Jalen Brunson, who's their best player. Um, but I think the C's Jordan Walsh, Malcolm Brogdon and a 2025 pick, mm-hmm. I think, and a 27 swap or 26 swapski. And we have so many seconds, like maybe two seconds this year. I think that gets it done. I think you don't have to worry about Brogdon's injury and KP's injury. You could just worry about KP's injuries uh, yeah. this year. And then all of a sudden you have holiday Brown Tatum, KP Horford with with Derek White and Al Horford off the bench. Right. And I think that this is the really interesting thing about the Blazers and what they did and why I I think the B plus, like I just have to give them an A because I, because I have to, because (laughs) yes, the Bucks got Damian Lillard, but guess who might be guarding Damian Lillard in the Eastern conference finals, Drew holiday, because now the Blazers, that, yeah, that's right. Your, like that's like right up your alley of the seventy, the seventy sixers and the Boston Celtics and the Miami Heat. One of those teams is gonna end up with him. The Blazers don't care. Sure, they'll trade him across to the Eastern Conference. They don't give a crap the if they're trading him to a rival. Yes, here you just want to see all that. I mean, that's a great storyline. I'm in. That's a good storyline. Then we get everyone's like, well, Drew Holiday knows he knows the inner workings of the relationships in the locker room. Yeah, like the whole mystery piece to get. I'm, I just, I'm with I, it. I'm with it. Yeah. Look, they have to the Bucks have to do that, but you know, this could come come back to bite them. It definitely could. Interesting. Drew Holiday revenge tour on the Celtics. I'm here for it. We need it. They got it. Uh, I had to, but I mean, I don't care. I I so I write, obviously, covering USC. So I'm applying to write at other news publications. Definitely an interesting avenue. And I'll send you the piece I wrote on the Celtics, but basically saying like, obviously things have changed now that the Bucks have Damian Lillard, uh, but you don't know where the Sixers are. Are the heat improved? Not necessarily. Like they did it from an eight seed last year. You like to think they're going to be a better seed than that because there's a a lot of discontinuity. There was lack of continuity in the regular season for them last year. But if you're the Celtics, like, and you have to go and make this move, you have to beat your opponents to it, and you have to go get Drew Holiday. And now is that's now or never for you because the Tatum's number goes up next year with his extension, and then the money gets absolutely it gets the money gets crazy. And now this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your host Alex. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.